just grab them in the brisket. So last week we had our beer review, right? And then John drinks this 16 ounce, 11.8% alcohol beer, and then follows that up with a few more beers. I could tell it was definitely hitting you. It was hitting me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> just, I felt pretty good. Just the eyes. At one point, you were you were just looking that away, like looking off in the distance for like 45 seconds. I was concentrating. <laughs> Something over there caught your attention. It was great. I was like, oh, shit, John's drunk. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, this is a Halloween edition of Grab Him in the Podcast. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe put out Save half that. my cigarette. <laughs> Fuck. I put out half God my cigarette it. for that. Grab Him in the Podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Hi, <laughs> welcome to Grab Him in the Podcast. I'm your host, blah, 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 oh, blah. That is horrible. Man, <laughs> get it together. I wasted hey. about 15 cents on that cigarette. Hey, I'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, uh, welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. This is James. Uh, I'm surrounded by a bunch of morons, and they like to make fun of me. <laughs> this is a true statement. Correct. True statement. Correct. Okay. Hey, which, which, by the way, we do have a new voice. You might hear this in a second. Matthew? Matt, Matthew or Matt? Matt. Matt, you want to yes. go ahead and say, hey, your name, your rank, serial number, where are you, where, where are you from, address? Social security. <laughs> Social security number. Go. Date of birth. Go with, uh, my name's Matt Sorch. Uh, glad to be here. Team member on Chase More Smoke. Awesome. Nice. I'm going to leave out the social security. That was number. so good. Okay. <laughs> nice. We also uh, accept uh, bank card numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. Fingerprints. Checking account numbers. Yeah. Ooh, uh, speaking of bank account numbers or whatever, let me go ahead and tell you uh, just a quick little story that happened to me today. And it's kind of piggyback off of last week's episode. I'm grateful to inform you guys that I won $5.5 million today. Not only I did I win $5.5 million, I won an E-Class Mercedes, two years of insurance, and two weeks of gas. Two weeks of gas. That's random. I, I it was really weird. wish this were true. Yeah, I, it is true. Which part? And it's from the publishing clearinghouse. Oh. And uh, Did you click on one of those ads we talked about <laughs> I did Yahoo? not. They, they called me today. Uh, <laughs> a gentleman named uh, John. What was his last name? Uh, Lathrop. Nope, I wish it was. Uh, hold on, let me get it. Did he have an accent? <laughs> Did he know martial Possibly arts? Possibly from a different country. Did he know martial arts? From America's Publishers Clearinghouse? I don't think he had an accent. Yeah, he, he had an Indian accent. But <laughs> Weird. I mean, that's here nor there. His last name was Lex, L-E-X. John Lex. Oh, Very nice. American sounding name. It is. So Lex. That's two Americans. Lex. Did yeah. you have to give him your bank account? Well, let, me, let me tell you. Okay. This is why I know it's not a scam. It's for real. Nice. Uh, okay, so he started telling me about all this stuff that I won. He started asking me, have I visited any shopping retail centers like CVS or Walmart or <laughs> Rogers? Rogers. Rogers. Have you Rogers. been to Rogers? I've never no. even heard of okay, a Rogers. Okay, that's a speech. That's a, the K is silent yeah. in his native language. He doesn't know. Okay. Keep going. He meant, and I told him, I was like, I like Rogers. Yeah. I've never heard of any of these establishments. And he's like, "Uh, What? I was like, No, I have not heard of, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, Oh, okay. Well, do you have a Bank America, like, uh, or Wells Fargo? And I'm like, Yeah, of course. And he's like, (laughs) He's like, "Uh, Let me, okay, before we go any further, just get out a piece of paper. Let's just write down all these ticket numbers, claim numbers. He starts going all into this, like, <laughs> right down the, oh, by the way, 
what color car do you want? Oh, wow. Red. Can I ask what you picked? Candy apple, candy apple red, white, or black was the options. Oh, that's not enough options. That's all he had. Say no mm. thank you. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> so, so I pick red. I pick red. I would be jumping up and down right now. Yeah. And I was excited. I was like, um, are, I mean, are they going to send me balloons and flowers? Are they going to show up with the... Big right, check. They're Unless supposed they're to be at the door. The big check. What's the guy's name? Who's I the dude that does used that? To, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's still alive. So, I don't think he is. I did ask that guy, and he's like, yeah, I mean, yes, that's what they're going to do, but first they have to confirm a few things. And I was like, okay, great, fantastic. And he's like, first, but we need to take care of the IRS portion of it, the tax. I'm, you, and he asked me, you have heard of the IRS, haven't you? I'm like, well, yeah, of course I have. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, okay, well, we need you to take care of, I think he was $1,200 for taxes. <laughs> Like mm. the one percent tax on this whole stuff. Wait, wait, how many? How much wait, money? Five million dollars. One percent is not twelve hundred. No, it's about fifty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, he so was going to cover the rest, or yeah, I think the, I think he was going to cover the what rest. A guy, I know, right? What a nice guy. What's this guy? John? John Lex. John Lex. How, how do you spell? How do you spell like, his name? Well, J, he J, he didn't say J O N or J O H N. It had to yeah, be J O H N. That dude's a scumbag. If it's yeah. J O N, there, yeah. there's just no doubt about it. This in Wiener breath. <laughs> so he, he keeps going. He's like, okay, well, do you? Can you cover that twelve hundred dollars? I'm like, I, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can cover that twelve hundred dollars. He's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. He was like, do you think we can? You can go down to your bank and you can you can get it out of your bank. I was like, man, I don't think so. I was like, I, I don't get paid till another two weeks. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he's, he's sitting there trying to think whatever. And then as he's starting to explain stuff to me, I was like, John, do people really fall for this scam? Uh, excuse me, sir? I'm like, do people really fall for this scam? Uh, uh, this is not a scam. Like, do you want to claim this prize or not? Because if you don't want to claim it, then we'll send it back into the uh, great uh, purse prizes that's just sitting there with millions and billions of dollars. Man. Yeah. I was like, um... This sounds like a scam to me. And he's like, um, no, th this is not a scam. I was like, okay, what's my name? Excuse me? I was like, what's my name? And gone. <laughs> I was like, what? God, God dang. You were so excited. Was so close. I could have gave you 1200 bucks, dude. I know. I know. should have called me. <laughs> Best part was like, you need to be financially responsible about this. This is a lot of money, so you need to... Uh, oh, he was selling it. Take care of your money and all that stuff like that. Yeah. Don't give it so away. The next phone call I get from James, like, hey, man, I got this guy. He needs 1200 bucks, but we get $5.5 million. Like, what are you talking about, James? Well, we get a car. We get two weeks of fucking gas. We get all this. <laughs> two I, weeks I, I need I need $1,200 <laughs> yeah. from you That's what I thought was real so I can help this guy two get me $5.5 million. Yeah. Or two tanks I think you had it back. Damn it. That's so yeah. damn funny. Or two weeks. Yeah. You know, it depends on it's, the thing. I, whatever. But. You get all of this and $40 gas card. Yeah. I could have I been a third party oh, scammy. He went all into what gas stations do you go to? What uh, Rogers? Do you know Rogers? <laughs> or I, I mean, He didn't say H-E-B. If he would have said H-E-B, I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I know H-E-B. <laughs> that, that's where I shop at it all right? the time. Mm. So that was my fun thing today. I mean, Man. I'm fantastic. Super rich. So let's give him the business, Eldon. Man, email it's grabbingthebrisket at gmail.com. You can reach us at Twitter. It's at grabthebrisket. Facebook and Instagram, both one and the same. It's at grabbingthebrisket. Nailed it. All right. A new segment that we started last episode that we're going to keep going and hopefully keep this tradition going, but it's the 90 second beer review segment. 
90 second peer review. 90 seconds. Actually, it probably lasts like maybe five minutes. But a couple of minutes, yeah. Let me have another drink of that. Yeah, pass that about. That's fine. And this it, is the. Uh, why, why don't we let uh, Matt do the little uh, review on this thing? Little introduction. Tell us what, what we're Matt's drinking here, Matt. The beer connoisseur. So, this is from Rogue. Alcoholic. Um, <clears throat> it's called the Bat Squatch Beer. They call it a hazy Indian pale ale. So I would say if you're one of those people out there that really doesn't like IPAs, you don't like that real strong hoppy, you would probably like this because it's pretty light. Very strong, fruity flavor. I'm like, I'm catching a lot of pineapple here. I don't know about the rest of you guys. I was going to say grapefruit, but yeah. Grapefruit, yeah, something like that. But very, very fruity. Pretty pretty easy for an IPA. Not not hitting you real yeah. hard like a rodeo clown or a hoppadillo if you're used to one of those. Yeah, so this is a what is a six point seven percent alcohol by volume, and they it's got a pretty good can on this, right? This is bat and a Sasquatch paired together in some creepy yeah. Halloweenish. The can uh, looks cool. It looks the can, cool. The can's cool. pretty Very awesome. Cool. Yeah, this matches our Halloween um, theme of the night. Sure, and, and even I don't know if y'all want to talk about this, but it actually gives you kind of a pairing, whatever. But, it does. But I actually find this not to be a bad beer. This is it was pretty tasty. Uh, it is kind of citrusy. This is a I breakfast would, beer. If you I ask would definitely me. drink this. Yeah. I would drink good. this in the morning or afternoon. Y'all know me with IPAs. I, I don't like none of that kind of stuff, but that is actually pretty good. It says pair with white cheddar, grilled salmon, and strawberry shortcake. Does it mean pair it with all of those at once? Yeah. Or it pairs with any of those? Oh, I mean, meal. that sounds like a meal right there. It's a meal. Right? That's an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keep drinking that beer. I don't know. Yeah. I think if I drink during all of that, I'm going to be. Feeling pretty good with these beers because they're. You won't remember strong. what you ate. Right. Yeah. By the time you get to dessert, it doesn't matter. So this is Rogue. This is Rogue Brewery. So yeah, check those guys out. Uh, really out of social media um, pages. California. Mm, California. Cali beer. Cali. Rogue Dare Risk Dream. Hmm, pretty good. Like a little Texas star on the back side of it, right there. I too. think that's what they meant for it to be as a Texas yep. star mm-hmm. or a Dallas Cowboy star. It's pretty much just like a John. Mm, I don't know. This is a John beer. That it's a John beer. Brewed in California, uh, but made its way to Texas. And hey. it's fantastic. So, yeah, it is a John beer. <laughs> hey, go clap. So, in the Alden ranking of beers, if, if something tastes good to you, does that just mean, oh, that's nice, it tastes good, and you would never, ever buy it in place of a Bud Light? If they sell Bud Light somewhere, at any establishment I go to, that's what I'm buying. So, that's probably the easiest answer I could give you. <laughs> that's probably the easiest answer we've ever gotten from Alden. to be honest right. with you <laughs> the answer is always bud light perfect right so uh all thumbs up is that what we're saying here i'm saying all thumbs up it's a big thumbs up for me yeah you got thumbs up i may just get a second one here in a minute hey you know what here's the deal though if we're gonna do this we have to be really honest now should we rank that beer like a scale from one to ten if you want to if you want to make that a thing i, I, I do because because how do we ten. say it's good everything is okay. good you know, I like beer. We so, all like beer. Okay, well, what's so, a 10? Well, is there ever going to be a 10? I don't know. That's the holy grail of beer. I mean, well, let's, rank, let's compare it to last week's beer. Okay, it's totally different. I don't it's remember what that tastes like. Totally different. I can drink butter? more of these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would give this a 5. 5. Which is fine. It's good. It's a good beer. That's a good beer. For me, 5, five? is good. That's, okay, that's a good... 5.5, so maybe. That's, okay. Per, that's, see, that's a good score there. 5.5... You're giving a, a, a different number besides a whole. So a 5.1, 5.5. I'll say 5.5. 5.5. Nice. Al? 
Uh, I'd probably go because I can probably drink. There's not a lot of those I can drink more than one of. I could probably do one more, more than one of those. I'd probably give it about a five myself. Okay. So we're going to say five is average. If you say five, you're saying it's an average beer. If you say above yeah, five, we'll it's above we'll five average. Five is average. Yeah. Uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably go maybe six. Okay. Six and a half for this one right here. Um, just for the simple fact that, I mean, it's tasty. It's light. It's crisp. You could drink this pretty much with anything. The beer last week, I mean, it was pretty thick, dark, imperial stout. Peanut butter, chocolate. Like yeah. One. I mean, flavor's great, so. I will say they all look better in the can rather than in a cup because they look like a butter schnapps. Uh, well, they call that a hazy it's IPA. A hazy right? IPA, yeah. so it's going to be very yeah. hazy, almost kind of like an orange juice Matt? look to it. I pretty much like all beers. I mean, I would give this one like a solid eight. Eight? One out of ten. That's a, okay. that's a really high score. Yeah. Okay, there's no room for margin there. I, I'm going to go with a 6.1. I thought it was very crisp, very tasty, but I, I can't give it a 6.2. <laughs> what the hell is that? I still got one for me. I'm sorry. It's not, art, it's not a Richter scale, man. It is. <laughs> it is. We got I'm holes sorry. and halves. No, that's not true. Nope. <laughs> He's doing prices right. right. If I give it a 6.2, that means it's the better price than that. Is wrong, so, Bob. yeah, 6.1 for me. Okay. So we're all saying it's better than average. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, Glad okay. So this is Here, the hey, here's our 90 second beer review. 30 minutes later, <laughs> again, like I said, that's five. better I'm than cutting so much beer. of this. That's better than judging beer on an earthquake scale. Yeah. Be, hey, you want to put off a rookie score? That's on you. I'm not putting a rookie score out there. Okay. <laughs> okay, back on topic, guys. Just kind of bring this all back together. So this is our Halloween edition episode. Halloween's fast approaching. So we thought it'd be a nice to come up with the kind of a twist on barbecue, Halloween, Halloween fails, Halloween barbecue fails, uh, all that type of stuff. And so we're going to all wrap it up in one nice little basket of goodies for you guys. We brought Matt in. Matt's going to um, tell his side of the story. And, and you guys dun, may dun. recall, if not, hey, go back and listen to the previous episode where we um, discussed the potato salad incident. So Matt's here this week to kind of just give his side of the story, his perspective. He's here to defend himself. Let's I not think get there's only one side of the story, and then you have then you have the I guess the perpetrators or the or the defendant. Well, not so much defendant as the guilty party. The guilty party, right? Right. Tried, convicted, served their time. That's kind of what we did here. We did. Right. Quick recap of what happened. Jan's over here hanging out, gets a call from his wife. Somebody threw potato salad over the fence. He goes home, finds Matt on his hands and knees, scooping up potato salad, rancid potato salad, I believe. Right. Pissed drunk. Yeah, uh, barehanded into a bowl. Into a bowl. Uh, and then just says, I'm sorry, like in, in some gibberish right, yeah. words. And we then, posted this. Yeah. And we got some response from Matt saying he could defend himself. So, so 100% just, well, 80% justified. Um, as far as the whole potato salad incident goes. So as Jan told it, very one-sided, didn't get to defend myself at all. Uh, Sounds like I just come out here like a wild man, chunking potato salad over the fence, nearly hitting his wife. Scared my wife to death. Wow. We just moved in. She didn't know what kind of neighbors we had. She's like, listen, we need to move. She didn't trust going outside. She started having nightmares. There's a lot of things. Yeah, that, I remember that, potato yeah. salad nightmares. Potato salad nightmares. Potato salad. Potato salad monster. Potato salad. Oh my god. So it's potato so, salad. 
you guys may have been new to the neighborhood, but I obviously knew Jan. I knew Keegan. I, I knew Amy. I know knew all you guys before you showed up. I'll put that water heater in. I'm, well, the story's about Jan. Oh, okay. Alden, you did help me put a water heater when I first moved in. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I'm perfectly innocently drunk, hanging out with all my <laughs> drunk neighbors, having a great time. Go to my house, trying to rehydrate. Go in my backyard, just enjoying my backyard. Being drunk, having a good time. Food comes flying over the fence at me. See, totally missed that. I was assaulted first in this scenario. I don't know who would have done that. Yeah, that and and who's, that which not, fence did it come over? It, it came from Jan. Definitely from Jan. And it was what, Keegan. And I well, know it was well, Keegan because well, he yelled at me. came from Jan? Jan's, Jan's backyard. Oh, oh, the house I just duly bought backyard. Yes. Right. Okay, yes. okay, I hear what you're saying. It came from <clears> my backyard because you saw it. I, I saw the projectile come and nearly hit me. Can I, I was almost assaulted. Can first. I ask what it was? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't really remember. I remember what the hmm. sec- I remember what the escalation was. So I well, I remember what it was. It was a pickle. It was not a pickle to begin with. Oh. It was escalated to a pickle. How do you escalate to a pickle? What's not as bad as a pickle? I don't know what the first food item was that came over, but I ended up picking up and throwing it back. And then the next thing I got was one of those large dill pickles. Mm-hmm. That was the next thing that came over to my fence. That's so, funny because I don't even stock those. I don't know where somebody would get a large steel pickle. He probably got it from over here. There's like James, probably four jars in this garage right now. That's that's what I'm saying. So maybe maybe you didn't see the direction it came from. Maybe James threw it from his backyard. No. Okay. I remember Keegan I, saying, just, hey, this is me, Keegan, throwing a pickle to... at you, Matt Sorich. What, what time from of day Jan's this? backyard. What time of day was this? Was this... This was, was probably eight o'clock in the morning or nine a.m. And to clarify, right? you were extremely drunk at this point. It was yes. broad, okay. broad daylight, yes. right? Broad so, daylight. So what no, it is pitch black. Oh, pitch black. Probably one o'clock and somewhere you, around there. Do you wear glasses? No, I wear contacts. Did you have your contacts? I in I had at that my time? contacts in. Okay, well, great vision. And again, vision. you were drunk. Why, why, why were do drunk? I feel like you're cross-examining? Uh, <laughs> I need to go, object, object, your honor. Uh, the well, just want can, to, can we let the defendant I just want the truth here. to come out. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> so pickle comes Obviously flying. Badgering the witness here. Yeah. Pickle, pickle comes flying over the fence at me. He's escalated. I think in my you know drunken mind. Well, an escalation is warranted here. Go into my house, start looking for something. Takes me a minute. Look in my garage. I object. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I I don't know where I was at at this time. But I feel house. like what we're talking about here is it's not really. We're talking about a Keegan and an incident that y'all had together, and then my wife, my poor wife, being assaulted. Mm. Poor yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? This let's, is what, let's hear what let's happened. Let the okay. okay. We're right about we're right about to get there. So, okay. in my house, trying to find a way to retaliate from this pickle that was just thrown oh, at me. I can't imagine a pickle. Right. Exactly. Mm. So. I look in my refrigerator. What do I got that's bigger than a pickle? There's a tub of old potato salad from Kroger. Just Oh, sorry. Rogers? Yes. Rogers. From Rogers from sitting Rogers. right there in my refrigerator. So I grab it, go out into the backyard, and I don't know what do you call it, the uh, shock putt, discus, I don't know what you call it, but launch that over the fence. Turns out Keegan had gone inside. Amy had came out with the dog. Keegan was already here. <laughs> yeah, the, I told you some time yeah. had gone by before I decided wow. yeah. to. Matt passes out. He was searching up. for a while. So, so, okay, Matt passes out. He wakes up. 
And, it, and then he's like, that Keegan throwing yeah. pickles at Pickle me. Pickle prick. Let me go throw something at him. <laughs> like two hours later, probably. So you know? wait, you shot put the whole thing with the, the whole tub, container and the everything? The whole tub. I think somebody took one bite of it and said, this is disgusting, and put it back in the refrigerator. Well, you bought so a store or bought potato salad, so yeah, that's what you get. So it just so happens that Keegan had left. Amy comes outside to walk the dog and just finds this tub flying over. And then I just hear a, what the, right? What the fuck? Yes. Yeah, uh, you can say that. So, it's fine. Is this not a family podcast? It is. It is. Oh. It is. Uh, yeah, kids yeah, we'll put an E on it next, <laughs> next to this one. So a lot of thoughts are going through my mind. So I'm thinking to myself, well, I just ruined my relationship with all my neighbors. I am now excommunicated. I'm the new one here, really, because Jan may have moved in recently but I'm the new guy to this group of people. So that's it, you know, and I'm in the house, and my wife, Kayla, who, by the way, it was our anniversary uh, yesterday, so hello, Kayla, love you. But she's really pissed off at me and screaming at me. She's like, you need to go over there right now and clean up. I'm like, what am I going to go clean up potato salad out of the grass? She's like, yes. So my wife escorts me. Over she to, walked you over there? She walked me over there. So embarrassing. Can yes. anybody believe that Kayla screamed? So Kayla walks me over there, and I'm really drunk. I just pick up this tub, which the tub was shattered too, and just start trying to shuffle potato salad with my bare hands into this tub. And it's not really working, so I just throw the tub over the fence back at my house, and I'm just... <laughs> Fingers in the grass, just grabbing potato salad and just slinging it back over the fence as Amy is standing there yelling at me about what a jerk I am. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I can see. Yes. <laughs> oh, so I, she was letting you have it the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. I was, let me, hey, was your wife said, there? Somebody goes, Amy, give him the business. <laughs> <laughs> she did. So she's giving me the business. My wife's pissed off at me. I'm just slinging potato salad over the back of the fence of my place and come back over here and like hey jan man sorry man i you know i messed up i, I cleaned it up and of course jan being nice guys like hey man man it's okay you know you apologize you clean it up don't worry about it i'm never gonna bring it up again this is never gonna hurt your relationship with anybody here you're 100 forgiven at least that's how i remember it wait and so then all my grass died <laughs> So you didn't even show up over there? I did. I actually walked over. Amy Amy had called me. I, had, I actually had to go over. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to. I, I saw you outside. I was like, oh, dang. I just don't. We're getting two different stories. I, I honestly so, feel like no, I, I honestly feel like with everything Jan said that he felt more sorry for me than, yeah, than yeah, anybody yeah. else did. He's kind of like, oh, yeah. You know. I know what it's like. I <laughs> Hey, I know what that's like. Yeah. Next week so, on the show, Amy comes on and tells her side of the story. Jesus. And I think I've Amy's, only been that. Y'all should like be on together. times in my life. But, same no, time. Uh, no. Then we'll figure well, it out. I, think, I don't know if well, I want to leave that story we'll in front of happened. Amy. Yeah. I think this. I think, <laughs> this, I think a good distance. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think the potato salad incident's over with. I think it was a good thing. I am glad that I got your side because it does bring a little perspective into maybe Keegan kind of instigating this a little no. bit, which is good. So I, I think we can put this to rest now, though, as far as just the potato salad incident. Case closed. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Glad we cleared the air on that one. That was fantastic, guys. I mean, I'm really glad that you guys can come together and just work it out. I feel healed. The scars are still there. It's just less noticeable. You know, mm. I'm still trying to grow the grass in the backyard. 
I don't know how much salt was in that that pound of potato salad you threw back there, but obviously it's it's done its damage. Who, right? Who's more vindicated here? The first time Amy called me tater salad is when I felt like I was first I was first kind of forgiven a little oh, bit, yeah. a little bit, oh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> FYI, tater salad T-shirts coming soon. Yes, I like it. I'll buy one. <laughs> I ain't bought shit yet. No kidding. I was just thinking, wait a minute. I bought your last shirt. (laughs) Yeah. We'll move on to the barbecue portion of this Halloween edition episode here. I think John had mentioned to me earlier this week, and uh, he received a kind of a, the people response saying, hey, how do do you get into competition barbecue? What do I need to do? What are the tips, tricks? I mean, Guys, that, you know, do's and know. don'ts. Basically. Do's right, and don'ts. Yeah. yeah. Folks that were basically like, "Yeah, I know how to barbecue. I love to barbecue. How do I get into the actual sport, if you will?" Yeah, and I, I figured it'd be just a prime opportunity for us to do an episode about it, and we can do all the tips and tricks and do's and don'ts, and go from there. How do you even start that? Like, there's like, so I, many. I wish there's so many. Yeah, there's so many things you get into, but like, if you're thinking about this. Okay, you're you're a young cook or a young a novice cook, not young, but a novice cook who's never done any competing. You're looking to do your first one. The, the first thing you're doing is like, what area are you in, right? You don't actually have to seek out something that's sanctioned or anything else, right? You no, could, you don't you have can, to. But I would say that would be one of your first steps is to figure out what sanctioning body is local, because I mean that's going to be your goal, right? To eventually move into something like that yeah those rules right so they have separate rules that they, they utilize whatever else that they're trying to adhere to and and whatever like like how many slices you're turning in or how it's supposed to be arranged in the box or a lot of things there which i would definitely say yes but like my first cook-off was like a bar cook-off like i just showed right. up at the barbecue pit and they walked in you had a cook's meeting you learned some stuff went to cook so i had no idea what i was doing right none so it's like what do you think the first, like me, I was so worried. I remember my first time walking into it by myself was like, how long does it take to cook this? The timing part of it. Yeah. Time part. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of your first steps is practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Know your times. Know how long it takes you to cook something. Run through the whole thing a couple of times doing whatever it is you have to turn in all at once so that you know you can handle it all. You have the right team behind you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say, uh, okay, so we'll go with the assumption that you know how to cook a brisket. You have your times down. You have all this stuff like that. You do backyard. You do it all the time. So, but hey, you want to jump into doing competition. So you seek out whatever governing body of competition that's around you. And you're like, okay, I would think your first thing that you can probably do is go visit one of those cook-offs. Absolutely. Go judge. Because they're always looking for judges to participate. Right. And they're always trying to get us to come judge and all stuff like that. So... They'll be more than happy to accept you and you can come in and that's going to be valuable beyond any means because you can actually sit there and taste the meat. You can actually see what they're judging on for and then you can take that information and go home. Oh, I can work on this. And the next step is like, okay, hey, I just need to plunk down my hundred bucks or 130 bucks or whatever it is and then go out. And I would say the, the first thing you got to do is that you probably need to get together a list of supplies list of stuff that you need to have if you're going to do this regularly you know what i mean your cooler your tent your tables chairs 
blah 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 blah. You know your your little right. pins and seasonings and all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, anything you take for granted at home, something that you think exactly uh, something that like I, we we learn really quick when we're barbecuing is that. It's really easy to do it at home when you've got a covered patio. Everything's right. Well, there. everything's Everything there. is there for everything's you, right? Everything is there. Yes. Right. Take your pit out there and in, in the elements, and next thing you know, you've got a, a torrential downpour, right? Or you have a day where it's so windy that it's actually choking out your stack and not allowing it to breathe properly, right? Which we've all had that. Yeah. Or you've had that one day where it just didn't seem like it wasn't wasn't as hot. But all of your meat cooked so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, you ever had that? That's, that's probably the biggest thing. Like, you think you cook a brisket in 10 hours or 12 hours? Go out there and do the same thing you've always been doing and cook it in seven. And you're like, holy crap, what happened? My stuff's done in seven hours. Yeah. Right. Now your time is off. It, everything's off. Everything's right? off. Right. So sure. you're, all, you're hinging on that. So there's so many elements, so many things that happen. But truthfully, I will say practice makes perfect at home. But practice makes perfect out in the competition world. Right. Or would so, you, uh, I mean, would good advice for somebody that's trying to do that, just tell them, hey, don't focus on all three meats. Go out there and just cook brisket. Or just go out there and cook chicken. You know, obviously, people like that, they're going to be able to cook everything. But at a competition, you know, all three of those meats can be going at one time, at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for a novice, would you tell them, like, hey, just just go focus on brisket. And then maybe for the next one, hey, go do brisket and, and chicken. And then... I mean, no, or you I just jump into it. I would say just focus on your goal for the first one should be to get all your meats done and turned in on time. Yeah. Don't worry about getting walks. Don't worry about anything else. And as far as uh, you were saying with making sure you go out ahead of time and judge and maybe hang around some teams and stuff like that, IBCA definitely you can go out there and judge. You don't, you don't have to do anything. Just go out there and show up. KCBS and some of the other ones I was looking at, you have to be certified or whatever. Certified judge. But they do classes all the time. You can go on their website, and it's a one-day class. You get certified, and you can show up and judge. And that's, like you said, it's absolutely invaluable experience. I would agree with that. I mean, like, so, like, you moved to the street, right? You were John, I'm talking to John here. You were a novice cook who had really never done a whole lot of barbecuing, never thought about doing competition barbecuing. Not at all. Right? So your first thing walking into it, like, like mentally, you're preparing. Uh, Same with Alden, right? And the same with Matt. So we actually have three guys here that all are varying in different levels of, of barbecuing, but... Think about the first times that y'all walked in was like, hey, listen, I had to, like, what do I have to know or do I have to learn in order to get into this or to do this? And sometimes it's just taking the leap, right? Just saying, I, I'm going to commit. I'm going to do right. this. Well, it definitely helps our experience to join a team that's already established. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be harder for somebody that's not going out and joining a team and learning from somebody else. They're already going to know how to cook, but they're not going to know how – the competition side works. Right. And, you know, like like you said, it's a great you know. idea to be able to go out there and and make a friend and hang out with another team mm-hmm. if you can. If you oh, know somebody sure. that's already in competition, yeah. you know, not necessarily join someone else's team. Just go out there and see if they'll let you hang around and kind of watch, you know, not what they're using or anything like that, but how, how it works. Like ask lots of questions, take notes, all that kind of stuff. As far as making sure you have everything you need – I think that goes back to the practice thing too. When you're at home practicing and you're you're going through all your cooks, if you can get somebody there to write down stuff for you, take notes of everything that you use, every single thing that you pick up, take it with you out there. Yeah, no, that, that's a take great idea. Take more than anything you're going to use. That's, that, that's a great, I mean? great thing. I don't think we ever like. I remember James and I. We we would show up to a cook-off. We'd have a barbecue pit. We'd have some meat and a, and a cooler. Cooler full of beer. And then, and then we'd meat. have beer. Right. That was step 
too. Make sure the beer is iced down. And then we'd have like a, a couple of bags, right? And they would like, this is our seasoning. There's some tin foil. Uh, there's some rubber gloves uh, for some meat handling, whatever else. Then we had our insulated gloves that we used to pick the meat up, right? That's it. There was nothing else to right. it. Like, like we take everything. Like we have a lot of stuff now. Like, mm-hmm. like oh. Sean and our whole <laughs> so team. So much stuff. Like they just, oh my god. But yeah. like you could, you don't have to go as big as like we go pretty big sometimes. You don't have to go that big. You can, you can no, have. No, you this, can be minimal. Like if you realize this last weekend at Missouri County Fair, the guy that got grand champion the year before, right? Bean, bean counter. Bean counters. He he had one. He's a by pit himself in a tent. Tent, which is yeah, how this is. It. I mean, he had a lot more equipment. He was organized, very well organized. Oh, I, for I sure, won't tell very you. well organized. Yeah. Uh, I want uh, to ask Matt. So, I mean, what would you think about the first cook-off you experienced with us? You guys kind of touched on some of this a little bit, but the one thing that surprised me the most was the time management aspect of it. So you know, you you're, you're cooking at home, and it takes a long time to cook this food. You're just kind of sitting around drinking beers. It cooks. You know, you're 30 minutes late or whatever. Nobody really cares. They're probably snacking on something else. Oh, hey, finally got that brisket done. You know, you're at a competition. You're five minutes late. Pff, you, sorry, disqualified. You don't even get to turn it in. Yeah, you're That's done. Right. So you could, exactly. have, you could have the greatest brisket in the world, but, I mean, if you don't have the timing down right. Yeah, nobody tastes nobody's, it. Nobody nobody's cares. T- trying, yeah, nobody yeah. tastes it. Nobody cares. So Yeah, I think it's a great point that you have to manage your time and you have to prepare and you have to come up with a timetable for when your meat's supposed to come on or actually even before that when you're supposed to start that fire when your meat's yeah. supposed to go on when you're supposed to inject when you're supposed to season when you're supposed to wrap all that has to come into play and you have to put that down again that's just like a basic time frame of what needs to happen right every cook-off varies and it's going to evolve and it's going to evolve yeah so Every cook-off you go through, there's going to be some type of, like, wrench gets thrown in Something the is always going to go wrong. You Something have to adapt happen. and overcome. You'll have to adapt. So that just takes experience. So you go sure. and do multiple cook-offs, and you keep going, and you'll learn. Which, and I think one of the greatest things John brought was just the timing stuff. Because it's one thing to know it mentally, but to see it, you know, you can't forget what you're looking at. You know what I mean? Because right. it's right there. So just, just a dry erase board with times on it and stuff like that, dude, it's, it's I mean... It's not but even still, no, but yeah, it's, it does. If it's, you can see the time, you're like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. two, ten o'clock, ten o'clock. If you're thinking ten o'clock, and you're not really paying attention to what the time is, you know, obviously, you know, being cookers, you're gonna pay attention, but still, to see something and to think about something is two different things. You know what I mean? So it is, and I, I'll tell you something else. That you want to be a perfectionist, right? Everybody wants to be a perfectionist, even when they're slicing, even when they're looking at, you know, what slices to turn in, what looks the best, right? So everybody starts going through these motions. If you're not slicing the meat, and if you're not actually the one trying to pick out which slices to pick, you're going to turn in for whatever category that is. You want to have somebody there, and you want to designate somebody to go, "Hey, give me my time," because you don't want to, nobody wants to be the first person turned in, nobody wants to be the last person turned in, but you want to you want to get turned in a reasonable amount of time. But having somebody there to, to push you and go, right. "Hey, we, we've got 25 minutes to get this turned in. We've got 18 minutes to get this thing turned in." Like I noticed last weekend. I wasn't doing the slicing, but I was making sure that everybody knew exactly how much time was left to turn in. And I really yes. think it pushes people to go, okay, I, got, I can't dawdle. You can't. That's the, probably the biggest thing. You and I were judging. We actually judged the chicken category, right? Uh, we see people sliding in at the very last running, second. Literally running, literally running with their boxes. A, a sprint to get turned in because once that clock hits, 
you're done. Yeah, they don't they don't dick around with that. That you think, no. oh, it's two seconds late. No, you're right. out. I mean, no. you get a ten minute window. They might take your after food. that window's closed. They might yeah. still take your food, but your food is DQ. They you're, walk you're over and they throw it. it away, or they're eating it themselves. Right? But yeah, they're but, not. But they will not no judge it. Judging it, right? And, and so, like, that's probably the other part. You don't. You have no idea. They go, okay, sounds good, and they walk off. Your food's not getting judged. Yeah, you, sometimes you don't even know. That's yeah, right. absolutely. You, you just go, oh, I didn't get a call. You didn't get a call because nobody tasted Because it food. was DQ. Yeah, right. And, and that's for many more reasons, just being late. You know, it could be an uh, infraction on the box or something like that. or Turn or the wrong box in. Turn the wrong box in. <laughs> happens. Yeah, which, which happens, you yep. know. And, uh, but that goes along with, you know, just being prepared as far as, you know, what you guys were saying earlier. As far as the timing, yes, but just but knowing, hey, this – goes in this box this goes in this box this ticket goes with this you know whatever you yeah. just take yeah. it organize or be carry your boxes yes. yes like you said have somebody to do that i think having you don't have to have a big huge team like we have obviously we have a huge team 15 right. guys or whatever it is you don't have to have that but it definitely helps to have one or two guys there to help you that aren't there just to drink beer that are willing to Whoa, uh, do the work. Wait, what? <laughs> do the work. What? I mean, you can have fun, obviously, yeah. but also to take orders. Like, if you this, if you want to get into this, you've got to be willing to be in charge. Somebody has to be in charge and be able to say, "I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, shit won't get done." Look, you can't get offended. Like, here's everybody the, has to be able to no. take orders as and well. I, you know I tell what I mean? you what, I think we do a really good job at this. But being a novice, being coming into something, you know, of course, if you're trying to do your own thing, that's great. Uh, probably you're going to be the one just trying to do everything by yourself can't be afraid to ask for help ask somebody to help you out you know nine times out of ten they will help you out but the other thing is like we have we do have a big team but i don't think we have big egos on our team like there's been plenty of times where i think we've all taken a back seat to each other cooking right and been like hey john can you please do this no problem hey jan can you do this no problem right taking a back seat to somebody else saying you know i'm taking lead on this step up and go and it works out sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, I think that we all learn something when we're listening to others and when we're actually doing uh, and, and, and being the leader, I guess you could say. Exactly. Yeah. So I can also say maybe just one little pro tip for you guys that are at home. We got into doing this competition barbecue because, you know, we got to hang out with our friends. We got to socialize. We got to drink beer Friday night, cook, hang out, wake up in the morning, do it again. I mean, it's freaking fantastic. I mean, it's great. Sometimes our competitions suffered a little bit because maybe we little had a little too much fun the night before, and then we woke up a little late, and then those timetables... I feel like a lot of we, that happened before I got here. ...that we kind of had said to just kind of went out the windows, and we're, we're, we're doing whatever. So, I mean, we won some, we lost some, or whatever, but we were having fun. But did we win? But did we, we did win. When we really, like... I would just say batten down the hatches, so to speak. We need to focus on really trying to win because we were producing the same type of stuff, the same meats. It was everything was good, but it was just something which just was not right there. So, what do we do? So we made a few tweaks and changes or whatever. So one of the changes was that hey, maybe we just kind of hold it back just a little bit on Friday night. And I'll give a, sh- a special shout out to Simon Flores with. Um, uh, Diablo is it uh, Diablo mm-hmm. barbecue? Yep. Yeah. Diablo cookers. Diablo cookers. We ran into him like at one of these VFW cookoffs at one point in time, and he got up there and he come hang out with us. And we've seen him all over social media, you know, the the Instagrams and all stuff like that, and Traeger rep and you're like, yeah, oh, big Traeger guy. 
Yeah, fantastic. Dude was winning, just kicking ass everywhere. And we're like, uh, and he came over, and I think this was Saturday afternoon-ish or whatever. Wasn't quite judging time. I think Jan was like, hey, man, come over here, get a beer. And and he's like, no, 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 I'm good. He was like, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. We're just knocking back a beer, just hanging out or whatever. He's like, he's like, honestly, I really don't drink until I, like, turn all my stuff in. So, and that goes back from Friday night to whatever. So, I make sure I get all my preps done and this and that. And that goes back from, like, Wednesday. Let me go ahead and just get my my meat trimmed. Let me go and make my injections. Let me go and make all this stuff, get this all this stuff prepped. Nobody likes a Boy Scout. I'm just saying. Come on. <laughs> and he's obviously be... on his own team. No, nah, the guy does great. And it is a good rule of thumb. I pretty and... much stick to that for the yeah, most part. Yeah, that, for that sure. gave us an I'm, idea. I'm just... like, okay, well, maybe maybe a couple of the guys on our team needs to just hang back on a Friday, make sure everything gets good right? in the mornings, get the fire lit, and next thing you know, boom, when you have the kind of the second shift or second wave start rolling in, next thing you know, we pick it back up and we would go. And quite honestly, I mean, our scores and our trophies ever since then have been, you know, through the roof. We started winning. Absolutely. Well, it's not we weren't winning before. We're winning more consistently now. I, I would 100% agree with yes. that. Yeah. Uh, we we're win we're winning more in different categories, categories we mm-hmm. probably haven't been as good in. I do think we're doing a better job with that. It depends what kind of team you want. Depends what you're looking for out of the cook-off. Like, we've been doing this for so long that we do throw the big parties. Like, we... Yeah. So we have a couple of cook-offs each year where we throw the parties that we'll have 200 people right. coming into our booth, and mm-hmm. they're partying, right? They're, they're getting down. We're serving unlimited barbecue, unlimited. Thanks right? to so, our sponsors, by the way. Yeah, and thanks to mean. our sponsors. But that's sure. something that you work and strive for. So it, it kind of depends on what you're looking to do. Right. If you if you want to be a guy that wants to learn how to do barbecue cook-offs, hey, there's nothing wrong with so coming to the party and, and doing everything else, if you want to be a person that wants to win and be competitive in a cook-off, then you probably need to hold back and you win a party once in. you win, right? So learn your, your limits there, which I think is a really great thing to say for you two guys because uh, I think James and John really kind of spearheaded that whole movement, a shift that we had in our team that's really kind of spawned a lot of people going, hey, maybe we do need to – like it, it all it all depends on what you're looking to get out. We of, have a big out, enough out team this. that we, we can do. afford to have a couple sober guys, right? Basically, right. yeah, right. And that's so. basically what we're doing is we're like we're having kind of two shifts. We're rolling in there, kind of like the early crew and the late crew. It's working out freaking fantastic. I mean, we're one of those teams where we like to have fun, but yet we're serious. About we like to win. Well. There's not a lot of teams like that. Most of the teams that throw the huge parties aren't winning a lot. Correct. No, but yeah. That's, we we well, do a lot of both. There's a lot of teams out there that aren't even probably turning meat in. That's They're just having big too. parties. You know what I mean? Last <laughs> just, cook-off we just had, there was 135 teams. There was 127 teams that turned in in all categories. There was one team that showed up, didn't turn anything it in. It was that, that yeah. Winnebago they, or whatever it was. They were just there to right down the, the, the party. The party. Yeah. That's it. So, so hey, good. Hey, they, to they know a good party. There's yeah. like, oh, there's gonna be a lot of people here. All right, let's entertain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm sure they probably get a lot of sponsor dollars, and everybody just rolls in and they yeah. just have one big huge party. Yeah. But to go back to the original question, right? Getting into barbecue cookoffs, I think that you have to start slow. You can't go out and buy everything at one time unless you got a lot of money. Right. Right. So you want to add pieces here and there. 
kind of look what other people are doing. I would recommend doing a smaller cook-off, like to begin with. Mm-hmm. Go to the head cook's meeting. Go um, to the meetings, absolutely. Read the, the instructions. Rely on other teams, right? Ask them, hey, just to make sure how many slices are we turning in. And then from there, it's trial and error, right? You're going to get in there. You're going to cook something. Like we, We've had some where we've turned in the fat side up. On, on a on a brisket and they're like no no you can't do that so what do you have to do you have to turn around pull everything back if you're out lucky of the box. they tell you well the problem is I, th- I think we turned our i don't know if we turned the boxing upside down or i don't know i don't know I what don't happened know. but the fat side was up you can't do that so again learn yeah. all the rules because yep. there, there's a lot of stuff that can um, hamper you from turning in your meat whether you're not turning the meat in on the right side of the box or you don't have the tinfoil in there that the meat sits on. Right. Yeah. Or you garnished and you shouldn't have garnished. But I'll tell you something else. A good rule of thumb is when you're going to the judging table, right, turn your stuff in, you want to carry a couple of pair of the rubber gloves with you <laughs> yes. uh, at all times. Because that way you can glove up right then. You can make your changes right there at the table. You don't have to go all the way back to your tent to handle the meat, to turn around and come right. back. Keep some in your pocket. It does. Yeah, it's so handy. Yeah, I would say as well, I mean, it's obviously better to turn in early because if you're running up there to turn in late, you're just trying to piece stuff together just so I can get my entry in there. You know what I mean? Be prepared. Be prepared. Give yourself some time to where you can walk up there, get it turned in on time. You know, that way you're not rushing at the end because once you start rushing, I mean, that's when you start making mistakes. You're like, all right, let's just do this, do this. We got to get it in, get it in. You know what I mean? Right, I prefer not to be Russian. I prefer to be American. (laughs) I will add in the last little thing. He was saying try to join uh, like a smaller cook-off. Some of the, I don't know if it's KCBS. I think it's KCBS. They actually have like a backyard or what they call patio division for more like for newbies or whatever. So if you can find those. I think it's great because you'll still get the experience as far as the times of whatever sanctioning body you're trying to get into. And you'll still get to do, like with those, you have to do the special garnishing of the boxes and all that kind of stuff. But you won't be going up against the Heath Riles of the world or whatever it is. You're not going to be going up against these killers. Right. They'll just make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, where you're just like, I hate these guys. Right. They should always win and I don't know what they're doing and right. I'm so pissed off at them. Exactly, I yes. Mean, I want to just steal their shit yeah first one the other thing i think the, the the whole barbecue community in itself you know what jan was talking to earlier is ask questions ask questions i don't think a, a good barbecue team out there is not going to just lead you you know astray and say like right you yeah know what I mean? as long it, as you're not it's, asking it's, them it's a, it's what a, do you use on your right it, it's a pretty good community man there's no such thing as a dumb question yeah, <laughs> i would say focus on getting all your stuff turned in on time and just have fun the first one out there like that's why you started this is because you have fun barbecuing. Just make sure you're having fun when you start. And you brought up some of these big teams, but I would say don't be intimidated by these big teams. Because I remember the first couple of competitions we're going to, I see some of these big names, people who are selling like barbecue sauces at grocery stores. I'm like, man, we're up against these guys, and then like they don't even place sometimes. It's true. Just like right. so, just you know, like you said at the last cookoff, there's a guy with a one guy with a cooker and a one pop up. Who won yeah. the grand champion the previous yeah, year? Yeah, that's so. the guy you got to worry yeah. about. And that's kind of the other thing is you know don't expect to win immediately. You know what I mean? Because it's not going to happen. Uh, Matt, so you've been on the team for a couple of cookoffs, and you've got to participate and do a little cooking yourself. So, any tidbits or any notable just things that stands out for you just doing your first, or any funny stories? I mean, maybe like Jan just giving you shit-ass meat while you... Um, <laughs> oh, you bring uh, that up? <laughs> so... I thought I, I thought I asked if we had aired all the 
dirty laundry out earlier. All right, I want to hear this story. I mean, it's it's not much of a story. I'll just say, so me and Jan are hanging out in here talking about the next cook-off, fajita meat. That's one of the things I get to cook on. And uh, Jan starts telling me about how uh, how great that Costco fajita meat is. This is the shit. This is what you got to cook on. Man, it's great. So he was, you were going to do a fajita entry, and he was telling you that that's where you should get your meat? Yeah, so I did say that. And, and you asked, that, hey, if you're going to go, can you get me some? Right? Because I don't have a Costco membership. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, no. And I get that. And here's the deal. All I want to do is win. <laughs> and I, I don't care who I'm... No, that wasn't my thing. He's on your team. Uh, I know. So for, so we had three entries. We had three teams at that particular cook-off, right? I called Sean and talked to Sean. Sean said that he had some fajita meat, but it was from one of the ranches that, that we we purchased from. So I was like, great, can you bring another for our second turn-in, right? And he said, yeah, no problem. Well, he, he didn't, right? So when I called him, I said, hey, did you, do you have that out there? And he was like, oh, no, I don't have that. So I'd already been to Costco. I'd already picked it up. This was like two days later. I had to go to the store, buy meat, and bring it out. I, so I know this is not really my fault. But I did try to. I did ask. Well, obviously, the only reason I didn't get first place fajita was right. because I didn't have that meat. I mean, otherwise, you, I, I would have had first place. You so. gave him the the Matt the Costco meat, though, right? And you took the whatever it was. I sure did. I gave it all to Matt. And <laughs> Matt just tanked it. Yes. No, yeah. I didn't. I kept it for myself, and I gave Matt the Kroger, the Roger, the Roger brand, <laughs> the Roger brand, and, and Matt. Uh, a valuable lesson yeah. about barbecue cook Gotta come prepared. Yes. Bring your own Get your meat. own meat. Get your own meat. If you Don't do rely on anybody. Exactly. You're in this for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, no, here's it. the deal. No, it's not you're in it for yourself, <laughs> but it, you relied on me. I relied on somebody else. And maybe it's not a good communication between me and Sean. Maybe Sean was like, yeah, I have that, but I'm not bringing it. And maybe I just didn't hear what he was saying, right? So I, it could have been it could have been a lot differently. I'm not going to apologize, Matt. <laughs> but so you if should. You you're, if you thought you were going to apologize, you're not. I did bring you a piece of meat. And uh, if, you, if you did get a piece of meat, you did cook it, you did turn it in. And I, you know what? I thought it was really good. So, yeah. Hey, I'll say a special little shout out to Matt. Me and Matt got third place chili at oh, the yeah. Alvin Music Festival last year. And that was, I think, probably one of your first big competitions, wasn't it? Yeah. Chili or beans? Chili. Yeah. So. That was the first big competition. One of the, mm-hmm. probably, yeah, one of the first. And I think it was probably my third time making chili. Yep. But again, I also have the advantage of being with a team of really good cooks and competitors. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I, mean, I think there's so over 100 but, teams there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that you and I both did the exact same cook for that chili. We did. And the one that just happened to have my name on it got third. And, Correct. And so... That just—that's why you goes to show you if new, yeah, don't get discouraged. (laughs) Don't don't dig. I mean, you could have the best shit in the world, but if it lands on a table that you have a particular judge that says this tastes like poo poo, it happens. Then you you done. Right. So don't get discouraged. Uh, Keep going at it and practice, 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 man. Hey, we did do the fire fest. Uh, I think there's a plaque over there somewhere. Uh, okay, this isn't Pat Jan on the back, mate. Can <laughs> we carry on? Come in the back. Did get first and second. So yeah. obviously they knew what good chili tasted like, no matter yeah. what table it landed on. You know what I mean? Like when it's good, it's just, it's good. But when it's dynamite, then you know 
When it slap your mama good, I mean, you know it's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll go ahead and follow that up with follow us on Twitter. I think John will put out a whenever we throw this episode out there and we'll throw everybody's Twitter or Instagram or whatever IDs or handles or whatever you want to say. Throw it out there. Hey, if you have any questions, just shoot us some questions. I mean, Absolutely. We'll be glad to answer anything and everything out there except for getting right down to any processes or seasonings that we use you, in our feel free to ask day. feel free, feel to, free ask. to ask we will give if it's you something answers. we can't tell you we will just tell you no yeah, or correct. we'll tell you something similar correct but honestly we and we post a lot of stuff about what we use too mm-hmm. so we're not bullshitting when we say we're using texas select seasonings and and uh, lane's barbecue fiesta mayhem mics we use that shit Yep. Some of that uh, James Moore rub that we've been coming up with. Absolutely. Yeah. I get a guy at work that um, uh, Carlos with Tri-City Smokers in it, and I told him, I was like, hey, we actually utilize the seasonings that we promote. So Texas Select Seasonings, we utilize the shit out of them right. in our competition. Not to throw shade on anybody, but I know there's quite a few teams out there that utilize Texas Select Seasonings, but doesn't say they do. Or they'll say that they're using something else. Right. And these are teams that are winning. Right, so yeah. I'm just saying. I, exactly. I agree. 100%. All right. Well, hey, again, follow it up with if you have any questions or you need any help out, just give it a shout. We'll be more than welcome to help you guys out. With that being said, let's transition it over. I know I kind of teased it out with you guys as far as Twitter goes. I want to hear your favorite Halloween movie. Halloween movie or a scary movie? Scary movie. Halloween. I would have to say uh, my favorite scary movie. I mean, obviously, you know, I love me some Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just raw scariness, you know. There's no CG in the original ones, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So I love that kind of stuff. Same thing with the, the original Halloweens. Just they're scary because they, cause they grab you in the brisket. Yeah. Your one recommendation to the people... I was going to do 1.1 like the Richter scale we were working off earlier. Well, I was going to recommend Halloween, but now you blew it. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You took his movie. Did you take Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes, I will go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Matt, what about yours? So, I am not a big fan of horror movies at all. Don't like scary movies. Anything with just jump scares and no plot, don't like. If you're like me, then you probably like a scary movie called The Crazies. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this one. I like that one. That's the one where the town's water supply gets infected with some type of like chemical bacteria. That makes go yes. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's got the guy from uh, Justified in it, Timothy Oliphant, I think his name is. Yes. Love that movie. Watch that movie a million times. But even though I'm not a scary movie guy, I usually just hate them. Oh, that, hmm. That's solid. I like that movie. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Nice, John. Uh, yeah. I don't watch scary movies. No, I'm gonna go. I'm oh, with Matt. I don't watch scary movies. Okay, okay. I'm only gonna take a second. The last scary movie I probably watched, and this is a classic. A lot of you probably love this movie too. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, that one's too scary. Oh. I don't like that. That uh, is very demented. I haven't even finished that movie yet because <laughs> it's demented. It's not scary. It's demented. No, this one is with actor Jim Varney. You guys familiar? Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. that's some scary shit. Uh, I only watched it once. I had yeah. my eyes covered most of the time. Okay. Wow. That's this is, solid. This is yeah. what you're doing to us, John. All right. I'm just saying I don't do scary movies. Wait, how to, way to ruin this. To recap, no scary movies. 
All right, so mine is a little movie called The Hills Have Thighs. I mean, thighs? wait, hold on. No. <laughs> Wrong movie. Hey, we didn't say it. Wrong That's a genre. Porno. Shit. We didn't okay. say hairy movies. Nope. The hills, not, hills Have Thighs. No, Eyes. The Hills Have what Eyes. We've been watching today. So, The Hills Have Eyes. This is a good movie. They actually did the remake probably in the 2000s, and I really like the remake versus the number one. Yeah, I think so, the I think the remake is way better than the first one. That's a movie that I, we watch it every year probably. It's really good. Is that like a Stephen King thingy or no? I'm not, not sure who, who put that one together, but just know that it's a, the remake is really good. The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, it has uh, What's-His-Nuts, Buffalo What's-His-Nuts from uh, Silence of the Lambs is on Buffalo that. Bill. Buffalo he's the dad. Bill. Yeah, he's the dad. He's the dad. He is that's the right. dad on that movie. Yeah, the kid that's that's running things or whatever, he's the uh, guy from Cougar Town, uh, which is with whatever, so. Uh, go fuck yourself, James. <laughs> he said. He said. He said. Wrap that shit. I up. gave Jan a wrap up signal. I was like, about to get my old, oh my old freaking synopsis of what this movie's about. I'm like, God dang, dude. God dang. Okay, uh, to cut. Um, dang it, Bobby. Jan, if you could just say, my favorite is The Hills Have Eyes. Perfect. I'll, I'll cut yep. that in. Uh, my favorite is The Hills Have Thighs. I gotta keep doing this. The Hills Have Eyes. Okay, The Hills Have Eyes. Boom. That's it. Do the thighs have eyes? The girls have guys. Okay, go ahead. Nice. Girls have guys. Okay. Okay, so Halloween being my one of my favorite times of the year. Halloween spooky horror movies being my favorite genre. I got several movies to recommend. And so okay, so Alden alluded to Halloween, John Carpenter classic. I mean that is the original spooky boogeyman movie. I recommend that one hundred percent all the time. Uh I don't know about that. What I mean, that's it's a really good movie, but is it the original spooky movie? And does it have an earnest to carry the movie? No, I don't know. No, but it is the boogeyman. So he as is def- defined in the movie itself. So I mean, again, he is there's the other horror classics. Yeah, I, I see that before it. Yes, I do see that. So one that's little good. fun tidbit with the original Halloween with the white. Michael Myers mask that we're all accustomed to seeing in the original flick that mask was a William Shatner Star Trek mask that they painted white hmm. in the original that is a William Shatner face painted just, white just a neoprene like a or whatever like a mold it's a like, mold. A, like a mold if you've seen yeah. the original one with just the hair and the just the flesh colored mask looks like William Shatner. Yeah. To a certain degree. That's so all. they just spray painted it white and then next thing you know, boom, Halloween's born. How old is that movie? Seventy eight. Seventy eight it was the original? Correct. Seventy eight it was in wow. theaters. So yeah. you were like junior high. It was, was just barely born. Uh, same year. Uh, what, so what was the what was the one? Not the Poltergeist movie. The Exorcism. The original Exorcism. That is a pretty damn. Scary. Exorcist. 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 Original Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, when Homegirl fucking walks down the staircase, spider crawl backwards. Backwards. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Uh, that's pretty solid. That's like, ugh, how that happened? I don't know what year that was, but dang, you never seen it. Uh, no, nope. Yeah. You've never Sorry. seen The Exorcist? No, I remember a part where she's in bed and throwing up. Linda Blair? Or something? Right, that's her that name? The same Linda movie? Blair? Something like that, yeah. 
Okay, so back on track to what I was discussing earlier. One more movie that I can recommend. The Strength. Why you get to do two and I only get to do one? Do you have another one, Alan? (laughs) This is James's Halloween moment. I do have another one. What's yours? Chucky. (laughs) Get out of here with that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so The Strangers, the original first one, Strangers. Fantastic, suspenseful movie. The one I just watched last night, Tales from Halloween. This is kind of a four or five short stories all mixed up into one movie. Tales from what? Tales from Halloween. Friggin' fantastic. There's like a quite a few little kind of jump scares and quite a few little like, uh, what the fuck's going on? But all these, it's almost kind of like Tales from the Crypt where all these stories kind of just like co and mingle with each other. I thought it was Tales from the Hood because that's kind of the same, same thing. No. Are you sure? Maybe I'm thinking of something. So else. they have the, I don't know if y'all have seen this. They, they had The Shining that came out, right? In the, was it, 78, 80s, early 80s, somewhere in there. They had the new Shining coming out now. It's like Shining Part 2. Stephen King wrote this, and it was the sequel to The Shining, yeah. right? Ewan McGregor is in it, I believe. Yeah. 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 the previews for that. It looks pretty good. Hmm. I got to watch that. The Re-Shining. No, it's not what it's called. I know it doesn't have anything shining in the name, but no, I can't no. remember what the name title is. Well, they do have a new Halloween coming out too, as well. So, James, with how much you love Halloween, scary movies, yes. Do you want to tell everybody what your Halloween costume is going to be for this year? Going back, probably like the last four, five, ten years, I've been Michael Myers. <laughs> this year, I'm switching up a little bit. Because I'm loaning my Michael Myers costume to Matt's wife. I'm going to be... She's going to kill you, bro. I'm going to be Halloween. I'm going to be Daniel LaRusso in his Halloween get-up in the Karate Kid. That's the shower curtain thing that Mr. Miyagi built for him. That's a pretty solid costume, dude. All right, well, let's get into the Halloween fails. Do I have one of those to read? And it's not necessarily barbecue related, but it's just, it's a Halloween fail. It's like, okay, so, and I can put it out to each, every one of you guys here. And I think we probably kind of alluded to this, the previous episode. What is the worst thing that you have received as a trick or treat? And I'll go John first. Okay. I don't know that it's like an awful thing, but I can remember more than once getting fruit in my Halloween basket. Which to me it seemed awful as at a the kid, time. I was like, "Why are you giving me an apple or like a bag of pretzels? Like that that sort of stuff is like, yeah, that's fine when I get home from school. Like that's a great snack. I don't want that crap in with my Snickers and my peanut butter M and M's. That's the worst candy you can ever get. Exactly, pretzels are awful. It's not even a candy. Yeah, I'm gonna go. My worst is I received peanut. Butter M and M's. I hate you, James. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, Al. Man, like I say, I, I know we talked about it. I, I don't remember getting anything crazy, probably because I was just running too fast to go to the next door. To the next door, I wasn't paying attention to what they were giving me. And uh, even when I get home, I guess I'm just dumping the thing on the. I'm just going through the candy. So I, I guess I really can't say I got anything crazy or like a stapler or something or right. an apple or anything like that. I don't know. I, I don't think I really did. What about you, Matt? Worst thing I ever received trick-or-treating was a pamphlet 
on why trick-or-treating and Halloween is evil and you shouldn't celebrate this, it. If you don't want to participate, just turn the porch light off. I asked don't my wife this question. She said the same exact thing. Yeah, she said it was just like, okay. So I once had this bag of, uh, I'm just kidding. I, I have no idea. Like, if I got something bad, I really didn't care about it. I just, right. it's like, threw so it out. good stuff. Boom, give me that candy, you know. Uh, I, I'll tell you what the worst thing was that I, I got. I had to give all my candy to my parents. Let them go through it all. And then I started noticing my Reese's peanut butter cups missing out of that bag. <laughs> Classic. That's, that's an issue right there. Let's talk about that. The thievery of my Reese's peanut butter cups. Exactly. On top of that, like, you know, I read an article on, I think it was Thrillist.com, and they're talking about the worst candies that you can receive. We all heard about the best. The we always want the Reese's. We always want the Snickers and the... Mr. Good Bars. The the full-size candy bars and all that stuff like Mm -hmm. that. King-size Snickers. But the worst. Candy corn. Candy corn, I think, is number one on the list. It's the worst. I used to be, I once was trick-or-treating, and somebody was handing out individually wrapped candy corns. Like, they took the time to, like, saran wrap and put a little tie on individual candy corns. We're handing that out to people. Those had razor blades, bro. (laughs) Yeah, don't eat that. That's a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We actually got pages of people's submissions for this. So I'll run through them. And I, there's some of them that were repeated more than once. Like you had talked about once before, getting change. People handing out Wrapping dimes. Pennies and yeah, and some not wrapped. Like, like, people like, guess just like handed out dimes and quarters. Yeah, that goes back. Just just turn your light off. Right. Well, if, if you, you're going to pass out quarters. I, I mean, I'll take the quarters. Right, off. I'll take quarters. I don't want yeah. my kid handing your filthy ass money. Just turn the damn light off. Yep. Hey, son, I got some change, but you got to come inside the house to come get it. Dig it out of my couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. Some of the other ones we got. We got a lot of people saying toothbrushes, yeah. uh, floss, Those are fruit. Yeah. A couple people said peppermints. Um, That's fine. Pepper- I, I get peppermint. still candy. I'll take hey, a peppermint kids, when I'm leaving the steakhouse. I don't want peppermint in with my chocolates. Right? Do I, they? I just don't want the chalky ass peppermints. I want a real peppermint. No, right. I don't want any of that shit. I guess I can see parents giving out toothpaste and floss because kids are eating a bunch of candy for Halloween. Yeah, those, are, those are dentists or orthodontists doing that. <laughs> sure. This was an yeah. interesting one. Okay, somebody said they got a mini loaf of bread. I don't know what kind of bread. It just says, uh, and I'll quote it here: "I got a mini loaf of bread. What am I supposed to do? Make a candy sandwich?" Ooh. I'm saying, is that ciabatta bread? Yeah, this uh, is from uh, yeah. Scotty Scott at Cook Drink Eat on uh, Twitter. Oh, That's awesome. This, hey, uh, Scotty Scott, listen, all I'm saying is if I brought that loaf home, there's no way my family's digging into that damn thing. That's going <laughs> to my room. I'm bringing down each slice. I'm toasting it. It's, that's it, you know? So that's kind of a shitty present, but making the best of it. We got a submission from um, Jennifer Bearden, and that's Jenny. B420. Let me go. B420. Uh, she weird. says, A mean. She does not smoke the weed. No, no, she doesn't. I mean, she she was probably born on like April 20th. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And so she says, A mean and hateful old bitch from my old neighborhood gave us a can of beanie weenies for trick or treat and handed them out. It's like we egged and TP'd her house later that night. I was 11 years old. That's what happened. Hey, I would have built a freaking fire crying in her front emoji, yard. Crying emoji, crying emoji. I'd have built a, f- a fire in her front yard and a roast those fucking beanie weenies. That's what I would have done. That's fantastic. All right, we got a, a submission from Urban Cowboy Barbecue. 
I believe his name is Cortez. That's probably his last name. But he shot me a um, his little Halloween story. Halloween 2009. Had a 99 Pontiac Formula LS1. Went on a cruise into town solo after the kids collected the candy and ended up getting to a street race. I won, but the police didn't really care. Spent the night in jail for racing on a highway. Right before they closed the cell doors, the jailer said, Trick or treat. (laughs) That's not good. He goes on to say, uh, Everyone laughed except for me. Good times. So I've got one here. So uh, Kiwi Importer says, I got a box of raisins. If only it was wine instead. I, I can agree with that, right? Or beer. Like or if beer. everybody passed out beer trick-or-treat, how much more fun would it be? To, to the parents? To, yeah, well, obviously, yes, to the parents. But yeah, you almost said something hey, different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. We go to those yeah, streets. I can, I can get down with that. Although, this neighborhood. But although yeah. I have not had raisins since I was probably, I don't know, like 12 or 11 years old. Or since you had a little youngin at the house where you had a box of raisins in there. You're like, Ugh. no, James, we don't buy raisins. We're adults. My <laughs> kids eat raisins like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have not. Uh, so to eat, to get one now, I think I'd probably eat the whole little box. Or something. I would. I don't know. They're still I, delicious. I like those raisins, yeah. man. They're, they're pretty yeah. good. Raisins are good. All right. Well, I got one here from uh, DNGS Smoke Pit. They said overripe banana. She said she ran out of candy and that it was sweet. Okay. You make like banana pudding out of that or something. <laughs> you got an overripe like, banana. It's a brown banana. Yeah. Here you go. Here, uh, go uh, make some banana pudding. Go make some banana bananas. bread. Or banana bread. Yeah, Speaking banana bread. That's bananas, what you use it for. Let me hit yes. you with some knowledge. Yeah. Did you know that monkeys or chimpanzees, they hold the banana by the... The stem. The stem. And they open it from yep. the bottom side it. down. Yep. Have you ever tried that? Yes. It's like a handle. It works phenomenal. The more you know. The more you know, you're opening the banana the wrong way. Look yeah. it up on YouTube. You 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 watch those those suckers eat that thing like that, and you try it. It, it peels perfectly. It, yeah, it works. Yeah, I got one from R underscore Shack underscore Barbecue or BBQ, and I I don't know what to say to this. Like I really feel like this is uh, this is creepy and kind of disgusting. Uh, homemade granola. Can you imagine getting homemade granola? Like, here's some honey and some oats, some oats. And, and stuff. Here you go. Here's my homemade granola bar. I'm, like, sure, I'm sure it's delicious. Wait, maybe it is. But, like, I'm not I'm not eating your peanut brittle. I want the damn candy wrapped up in plastic. That, right, yeah. I need store-bought, buddy. Right. Yeah. Don't screw me with your shit that I got to throw away. Right. Apparently, unless it's bread, because then you're taking it to your room and eating it. Right. Are right. you okay? Loaf of bread. Are you a mounds type of guy or an almond joy? Neither. They give, both give have coconut. Mounds. You want the mounds? mounds. <laughs> Seriously? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll eat almonds all day long, but I, just, I want the mounds. Okay, so mounds <sighs> apparently is dark chocolate with the coconut. Almond joy is milk chocolate with the almond. Can those guys that whoever makes freaking left twix and right right tricks right. twix can that they shit make to... a almond yeah. list <laughs> almond joy called a nutless joy and they make that <laughs> no it's called it's called mounds it's already out there no those yeah, are dark chocolate dark chocolate i i don't know but i feel like 
if you're we'll eating a mound back. versus an almond joy, it tells me a lot about you. I'm just it not that the big guy on coconut. Had raisins since he was ten years old. Like, come on. Yeah, because who eats? Right. I drink a bottle of wine. I'm fine with that. Okay. Sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't. That was a great commercial, sometimes by the way. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Okay, so we I'll did get one more message. This is from our buddy Mikey, and I'm going to give it a shout out. And he actually kind of discovered everything we've talked about. He said one year he got fruit. He said one year he got toothbrush and toothpaste. And it was awesome when he got the supersized or the, the what do you call it, the king size the candy size. bars. Yeah. And he did say there was one year when he was four or five, he vaguely remembers that his parents found something bad, I guess. I don't know what it was in his candy, and they had to dispose of it, or I don't know what they did. But uh, he kind of covered all the bases. But just a little shout out to Mikey. Thanks for covering all the bases. Yeah, Mikey's parents stole the reasons. That's what happened. Hey, Probably. Yeah. Hey, I'm with you right there, Mikey. Yeah. It's, I think it's injustice. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got like yeah. half my candy taken away from How me. How did I never get Reese's? I know. It's <laughs> bullshit. All right. One late last minute edition. This comes from our good buddy Dylan. Oh, right. Yeah. Dilly. More of a barbecue dilly. story. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, this dilly. Is more of a, no, this is a, a Halloween fail. Correct. Okay. Okay, so dilly, dilly, Dylan. Fantastic freaking uh, cook. Fantastic barbecue. Uh, if you, you saw his plating, stuff that he's putting out he there? Is his plating quick. is yes. spot on. Like, I want to go like, hey, dude, I'm taking lessons now because your plating is really, really good. He's, he's going to start taking over from yeah, all of us. He has learned a lot he from is. me. Correct. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go ahead and cut that. Okay. Sure. John will definitely leave that in there. Okay, so Dylan goes on to say, is like, so back when he was probably about six to eight years old, his dad and his cop friends, I guess his cop friends put out a PSA for all of them to dress up like women for Halloween. And apparently Dylan's dad being the, the guy he is, he's like, I'm going all out. So he... Goes all out, and he goes for the full drag queen look, lipstick, high heels, even though he wears like a size 14 in men's. And he goes to say, uh, you know, parentheses, like, uh, I don't even know where you get size 14 men and blah, blah, blah. So pantyhose, wigs, blah, 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 blah. He's like, keep in mind, my dad's like 6'4", and probably a solid 250 uh, pounds, and you can consider him a big bitch. He's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> he's like, I'm not sure what uh, what he's wearing, but regardless, it was uh, irrelevant. He's like, he pulls up to the house where his friends are. His friend comes out. He's in a Dracula costume, and there my dad was dressed up as a woman. Classic one-two switch, I guess you could say. <laughs> so yeah, hey, watch out for your friends, man. Right? He basically tricked him into wearing a basically women's. He just, clothing his pop got tricked into going full drag he shows up to a party he's full drag right yeah. would you say he was catfished he was catfished for sure you got alden i'm sure he probably like handled like a champ and he probably rolled in there like hey what this, up bitches this is my <laughs> thing what yeah. up speaking of dressing up like a woman we did get one more from uh lola's licking barbecue he said i dressed up as woman in high heels and tight dress everything for halloween one year went out clubbing and whatnot and got hit on by multiple guys, and they quickly changed their minds when he said, you couldn't handle all this, big boy, in his deep-ass voice. He said it was freaking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Hey, it's been a good episode. 
We've enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope we can keep doing this. If you have your questions, we want feedback. If you have something you want to ask, uh, whether it's competition, whether it's about meat, if you want a recipe, ask about that. Like we will share a recipe. If you want to share uh, a recipe, yeah. If you want to share a recipe, we have no problem putting it out there, no problem trying it and cooking it and tasting it. Matt, so not a problem. Thank you for so, coming on, Matt. Hanging Matthew. out. Thank you for letting me defend myself. Yeah, there yes. you are. Now yeah. everybody knows I'm 100% justified in what I did. We find you guilty. <laughs> but we definitely do appreciate you being on the podcast, and we welcome you back to come anytime you want. I mean, please like to have you here. Give us multiple weeks' notice. Yes. <laughs> and submit so that in writing. You guys uh, stick tuned for the next one. Peace. Boom. Just grab them in the brisket.